three, two, one. What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. I'm your host, 34. And tonight, Mia Valdez is in the building. How are you doing tonight, Mia? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. For sure, for sure. Uh, I want to thank you for stopping by. You know, like I said earlier, this is the work week. It's a Tuesday for everybody out there who don't know. Um, and damn, I mean, it's like Tuesdays are, I don't know what's harder for you, Mondays or Tuesdays? Mondays, for sure. Okay, for sure. Um, I feel like Tuesdays for me might be a little bit harder because I want, I just wish that the week was like already at its end. But um, still Tuesday, I still got, I haven't even made it to half of the week yet. Um, but yeah. I want to thank you again for just stopping by. Um, for the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show, we typically do some introductions and then we'll jump into an icebreaker. After the icebreaker, we'll get into a warm up. After the warm up, we'll do the twist of the interview, which is the Wheel of Fate. And then after that, we'll do some closeout questions. Sound good to you, Mia? Sounds cool. All right. So my, I like to open up the show with just a simple question. You could go as far deep into it as you want, or you could keep it surface levels up to you. But uh, how have you been? You've been doing well. You've been doing great. How you been lately? Uh, for the most part, pretty good. You know, sure. uh, I mean, work is work. So especially in the line of work that uh, that I do, that we do, you know, it's it can be taxing sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> But you still show up. You show up every day and like, you know, you come every through. Every day, man. <laughs> What's uh what would you say? What keeps you coming back, if you don't mind me asking? Um I think the number one thing that keeps me coming back is the simple fact that even when even when I have those students that like, you know, just really be testing their limits. Yeah, yeah. Um I know that that's like a temporary situation and I know that that's them in that moment. And that's, that doesn't show the character of who they truly are. Um, and I like to think that I, with the students that I have, I've built a deep enough relationship and understanding that when they do get out of pocket, it's kind of like, all right, I'm gonna give you this hall pass, but next time you come, you better come correct because that's not how we rock. I hear you. And just, but to say all that was just to say that the reason I keep coming back is because I get to see those glimpses of them finding who they truly are and like learning to be passionate about something or or finding self-worth in the conversations that we have. Mm -hmm. I hear that. I hear that. And I think we like I only know you from, you know, outside of your box and everything, but it seems like we got similar approaches to, to what we do as far as just creating that relationship first. And hopefully that pays the dividends later on, especially for the students as they continue to grow. Uh, but yeah, now relationship building is definitely key to what we do. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, before I don't want to get too deep into it because we're gonna get there. But uh, let's jump into the icebreaker. So yeah. here's uh, your icebreaker. I don't know if you can tell, but there's like a little 34 on the screen, very very uh, transparent. Uh, but you have 34 yeah. seconds to answer which you could choose a word association or a this or that which way you feel like tonight let's go this or that <laughs> this or that this or that all right i got you um so here we go you can do as many as you can but no pressure it's not like a contest or anything <laughs> here, we, here we go in three two one underestimated or overestimated underestimated show or tell show education or experience experience logic or emotion logic be embarrassed or be afraid Ooh. be embarrassed <laughs> <laughs> i got you introvert or extrovert extrovert pause time or rewind time rewind time and uh, last one for you leader or follower leading Gotcha. Um, Susan Kim, you had the biggest reaction with this one. Be embarrassed or be afraid. And uh, I believe you said be embarrassed. Why did you choose that? Um, because I would rather be embarrassed for trying something and failing 
mm-hmm. than to be afraid and let that get in the way of me actually like putting forth the effort and like going out there and trying to do something new. I got you. Uh, when was the last time that you kind of opened up yourself to be embarrassed, if you don't mind sharing? <laughs> um, I guess today, actually. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you see, what had happened was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got you. Um, nah, I was at a. I stepped. I subbed in for the flag football coach at work and um one of the students I I was teaching them how to pull flags and like I was teaching them how to like get in front of players and stuff um and one of the kids straight dusted me like mm. <laughs> and I was like oh that hurt the ego just a little bit <laughs> <laughs> I got you because I was like Damn. I was like yo she picked up real quick <laughs> That's a good sign. It must be you're a good coach. <laughs> if she picked it up real fast. You know, fast. I'm going to take that one. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, nah, I hear you. I feel like I embarrass myself in front of the kids all the time. And uh, I don't think they know it's embarrassing. Like, in their minds, it's just like, oh, this is an old guy just, you know, doing his job. But for me, like, <laughs> I'm trying to recruit and, like, I yell out to them and they just give me this weird look like, nah, dude. And then they keep walking. Um, and then all these other kids are watching it as it happens and they, they feel bad for me. And I'm just like, whatever. Like, um, it's get, definitely giving me that th- like tougher skin, I would say. Um, and I wish I had that more. So when I, when I was in college or like even, you know, just trying to holler at girls and stuff, like I, I was way more scared and afraid to be embarrassed there than it was, you know, trying to recruit kids for programs. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Especially. Yeah. Especially where we're at, because these kids just be looking at us like. Yeah, they won't even say a word. It's just like a look. And it's like, what are you thinking? Is this a yes? Is this a no? And then they're just like. <laughs> so do you want to join? <laughs> <laughs> for real, though, for real. Uh, but nah, it, it, it's it's cool <clears throat> and interesting to just uh, to feel like in different parts of my life being embarrassed or being afraid is like a choice that happens you know like i'm not embarrassed to come on this podcast and like and i assume you're not embarrassed to come on this podcast maybe um but yeah it's like but i'm still afraid i would say i'll be real with you i'm still afraid to like hold people accountable sometimes you know or hold the students accountable um just because i want like we talked about relationship building and i feel like when you tell somebody like you should be doing this or that or like trying to I guess uh, give them directions. It's like it changes that relationship. Like you know, they they see it differently after that, uh, which is really hard sometimes. Unless their understanding of what's happening and like what your role is in their life. But uh, yeah, that's um, that's something I've been afraid of. But I think I'm getting better at that. I hope. <laughs> but uh, yeah, how how do you feel about that? Are you you feel strong in your abilities to keep kids accountable? <laughs> um. I feel like sometimes I can do better about holding students accountable, especially the students that are on my caseload. Mm -hmm. Um, But then there's some students where I'm like, I'm really like really, really trying to hold them accountable because of certain situations, certain situations or certain circumstances that they're dealing with. And I feel like teaching them accountability is going to teach them how to navigate said situation or circumstance um and I feel like when I draw that hard line you know I've I've had students tell me before like when you draw that hard line it's a hard line for sure and I like to think of it as like my students more so trying to tell me like they respect me enough to understand that when I draw a hard line like it is a very hard line but it does suck because kind of like you said you know it does change the dynamic and the relationship sometimes and I never really had to deal with that until this year actually where Mm -hmm. it like affected a relationship that I had like worked really hard on building and the crazy part is the student that I had actually done that with um I had known the students since they were in eighth grade because they were part of um one of my co-workers programs so I thought that the relationship would be strong enough for me to be able to 
draw that hard line and apply that pressure. But I think if anything, that situation has taught me that, well, yes, it's okay to draw a hard line. Yes, it's okay to hold them accountable. It's also okay to walk away when the relationship is one-sided and only one person is showing up. And I think it's taught me that it's okay to say no to students because I, I personally feel like I sympathize with students maybe too much sometimes. And I try to put myself in their shoes. And I think about when I was in high school, cause it's like I tell the kids all the time, you know, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. I was, high school Mia was a different me. <laughs> I got you, I got you. Um, so I just try to be understanding of that. But then I also understand that like, not everyone is gonna move with the same mentality that I moved with. Um, not everyone is going to move with the same level of maturity that I moved with. And you can't push students to be more mature than they're ready to be, if that makes sense. For sure. For sure. And um, even though, like, maybe you feel like the dynamics change right now, it's almost one of those things where maybe next year there'll, there'll be a realization, some kind of thing, maturity or maturation process where they'll be like you know what this me it wasn't that bad it was really on, <laughs> on me right and that's what we hope for i mean i know i hope, hope that sometimes um with the kids now like I, I the first time i was working at the school like four years ago i remember when i left one of the kids was like you never yelled like you you, you was never angry right and i'm all like word okay and um i wasn't sure if i was taking that as a compliment or like you know maybe uh something i should work on um but now that i'm back i feel like i can yell but not necessarily like it really depends on the energy that's coming from it right is it like a yell of where i'm trying to put a student down or is it a yell where i'm trying to like get them to understand what i'm saying it's like serious right now right um, <laughs> and what was funny to me and i don't think the kids will know this until later on but uh one kid i was trying to tell him like yo don't play games we're doing this like movie night kind of thing and he kept saying like no two there's there's two minutes and i hate when kids do that like be hella literal like <laughs> like i said three o'clock so they're pushing it all the way till three i'm like mm. um so you know but now what i tell them is like look at my face <laughs> like, i tell them look at you see my face right now like <laughs> this is serious you see right my now, face, this face right now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly because i mean i am a pretty easygoing person and they see that they know that um so but like when you draw that line it's like okay there is this really strong shift um and he's not like this all the time and i hope the kids understand that i'll ask them when they get older but who knows right for real though <laughs> we can only hope for the best uh that part <laughs> all right uh, i think we'll move on to the warm-up uh, so my first question in the warm-up for you is what would you like the audience to know about you? What is something I would like the audience to know about me? Um, I guess disclaimer is I obviously I, I'm like, I work with youth. I'm in youth development. <laughs> um, but aside from youth development, I also have a clothing brand that I work with on from time to time which I have taken too long of a break from gotta get back into it but that that passion that I have for that also bleeds into the work that I do seeing as how I do teach an entrepreneurship program um but yeah also uh you know I promise I'm nice <laughs> <laughs> I got you I got you she is nice she is nice <laughs> um I was gonna ask you like, do you feel like with the work that we do, you're able to keep a strong balance of like work life? I'm asking no. this. Yeah. Okay. No, no. I appreciate that honesty. <laughs> um, well, I'm asking because we had a training yesterday. We worked on President's Day, right? And it was a training. Ooh. And we like, we talked this out. We talked about work life balance and how I, I think I remember it was my, one of my uh, supervisors, so, you know, someone higher up the ladder than me. Was just talking about how he keeps it which is great right like I'm, I'm glad he can do that and i think it's important to do that but i don't think i can do it either uh, can you tell me what your challenge is and i'll, I'll share mine afterwards i think the biggest challenge i face is 
there's a few. <clears throat> so the first one I would have to say is like bringing work home. As hard as I've tried to like leave the emotions and the thoughts and like everything else that goes on with certain situations at work, it's so hard not to bring it home and it's so hard not to allow it to bleed into my life. For sure. Because now this is going to sound pretty corny when I say this. Let me okay. let me preface it with that. <laughs> but um, I like to consider myself an extremely lucky person because I feel like a lot of times people our age go most of their life and they go they go up until their like late adulthood wondering what their purpose is. Um, and I feel extremely lucky and blessed because I feel like I found my purpose. Like I, I genuinely feel like my purpose is to do the work that I do. I think that a lot of the trials and tribulations that I went through myself as a teenager, as a young adult, I think I was put in those situations to be able to help guide my students through them so that it's a lot easier so that they do have guidance so that they do have an understanding like like there is a light at the end of the tunnel type situation mm -hmm. um <clears throat> but even with that it's like i also find myself doing thing doing a lot more out of the scope of my work in the sense of like i find myself i find myself doing more than people who are in positions that are higher than me um i find myself going not only above and beyond but then like taking an extra mile from that for my kids mm -hmm. and like just really trying to show them like there is someone that cares about you you know and, and it's funny because i was literally just having this conversation with uh one of my students from last year today and one like I can't even remember how it came up but she kind of had asked me like why do you do this you know and I told her like the reason I do what I do is because I I remember being that age and I remember needing somebody and I was lucky enough to have um my English teacher who is now my mentor um but at that time she was like a second parent to me you know, mm. uh, she stepped she stepped in when I needed someone to step in. Like till this day, my, even my mom will sit there and be like, oh, yeah, like that's that's top tier educator right there. Um, but she she gave me self-worth and sense of self when I didn't have any. Mm. And what I had told my student was like. I vowed to her when I graduated high school, like, I won't let everything you did be in vain. And for me, by doing that is by paying it forward. And the way I pay it forward is I care about my students and I love all my students as hard as I can, especially the ones that everyone considers difficult because those are the ones who I feel like too often they feel like they don't have anybody. They feel like no one cares. And I would rather, it gives me peace of mind knowing that when I go to bed, my students lay their head down, knowing that if nobody else cares, Miss Mia cares. I feel that. I feel that. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Look like you were. Nah, that's uh, it. Just, yeah. No, I got you. I got you. You touched on a lot of things that I think, um, you know, we could definitely expand <laughs> the conversation on. Um, I think one for me, you, you, you talked about how like people, you feel blessed to find something that feels like is for you and um, it kind of makes everything kind of align. I don't know. I, I'm projecting because that's how this work makes me feel. <laughs> no, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it, it makes me feel aligned with like my life purpose and, you know, everything else that, I, you know, outside of work, I feel like I'm creative at work, but outside of work, you know, that's what I'm pretty much focused on. Like, how can I make things happen? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's the the question when it was proposed to us, like I, I didn't I told them that work life balance doesn't really exist for me because I feel like the work that I'm doing now aligns with the work that I do or like whatever I'm doing outside of work. It, it's all there. It's all like completely like a, this full package. And 
I don't know if it, you know, you can tell at work, but for me, it doesn't feel like work. And that, that's why I enjoy it so much that, you know, my bosses give me the freedom to just jam, be yourself and be around these kids and do your thing. And I'm like, great. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so like as far as work-life balance, it's like, it's, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's like, it's just, I would just say it's just fully aligned and um, feel really blessed. And when we talk to maybe homies or like friends outside of the workplace and I hear what they're doing or how they're feeling, especially around our age, you know, I'm, I'm turning 33 in a couple months. So that's where I'm at. Um, but not everyone's happy, you know, not everyone feels fulfilled, especially like, you know, I don't have kids right now. So I think working with kids definitely fills that part of my heart that like a lot of folks don't have because, you know, it's people don't want to have kids right now and it's very understandable the world seems pretty like fucked up right now um, <laughs> but you know and then my friends who are parents are always like oh you'll never be ready like you just gotta make like it just happens and you, you go with it and all this stuff and i'm just like, i don't know really don't know um but i'm glad to have you know work that allows me to make me feel like you know i'm someone's uncle or like a mentor coach teacher whatever because it is important i think that's what really what people are missing is something that you know that connection to somebody younger because you feel like you're giving back to the future as well right like the future is going to be better because of the work you're doing um and i'm not i'm not trying to be egotistical or anything but it's just the truth <laughs> um, no it is yeah. it, like it, it's funny that you say that because <clears throat> i feel like with a lot of the things that we both do like they're very much creative outlets for the students and I feel like because they've learned those avenues we don't like it's one of those things where it's like you're planting the seed but you don't like you just pulled out a seed from a random bucket you don't know what it is but you're planting it because well I can and I have the tools to do so and I have the tools to assist it to flourish and and tend to it and nurture it and care for it and give it a safe stable place to expand and grow and root itself in that for sure and honestly <clears throat> I, I think that's what they pay me to do <laughs> and so that in my mind it's like okay you guys pay me to plant these seeds let's do this and like I'm gonna do it I, w I don't want to say like bigger and better than everybody but definitely to the best of my ability and you know that's why i think like we talked about relationship building in the very beginning it's like i don't want to miss work because i feel like every day that i'm there the kid sees me that i'm there that's just like one another block to that relationship you know uh and then when i'm not it's like i lose that sometimes um you know just the christmas break i felt like a lot of momentum was lost <laughs> uh from first semester to this semester and i'm just like fuck like <laughs> uh, yo it is crazy how like true that is and it, it, I totally agree with you. I personally, even if I'm on my deathbed, best believe you're gonna catch me at that school. <laughs> right, it's like, because yeah, me. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, it's like you said, like it's that building block, but it's also like, at least for me, what I always think of is like, I know my kids come looking for me. Mm. So it's like, I never don't wanna be there because you never know how serious, how severe, everything is you know yeah, um yeah. and not only that but i feel like after this year like at the beginning of the year i lost a student for the very first time like i've never experienced that kind of hurt um and heartbreak and now i feel ever since then i feel even more so like i want to be there because i hate to put it like this but like you never know what could happen i feel you you know yeah, especially in this with these kids and you know just the way society is um you know even last year like we, we lost a kid last year lost a kid this year and it's kind of crazy to think about um and i don't know how many how many uh schools or like you know communities have to deal with that on a consistent basis but i've only been back a couple of years so i don't know and burn's been feeling that. i know there's i don't know how long you've been there either but uh yeah i know I think 2019 or 2018 there was another kid who was uh lost due to violence and yeah so this community has just been hit over and over again um I, I, and i haven't been able to talk to every student to see how it affects them um they probably don't know until they get older too you know uh so 
Uh, I feel that. Got to show up. Got to show up. And you ever feel like you're in a rush? Because this is me personally. I feel like I got a rush um, just because I've been known as a person to jump jobs and be going everywhere and stuff. And I almost feel like the time I have with these kids is limited because I don't know what's going to come up for me. And I'm going to be like, you know, uh, I don't want to think that way, but it is a reality because that's just my track record. Uh, but yeah, so in my mind, I'm like, oh, I got to make, you know, every day count. I got to make, you know, these moments count because I don't know if I'm going to see them get to seniors and to become seniors and graduate. Even though that's my plan now. Yeah, you, my boss probably might listen to this and be like what this guy's talking about. But my plan is to be around because uh, I think this is, you know, like I said, it's alignment. Um, and, you know, with the maybe class of 2024, 25, after that, I'll be thinking about <laughs> moving along. But yeah, it's just, do you ever feel like you don't have enough time <laughs> or you're in a rush? Um, I think, I think my situation is just a little bit different from yours only mm. because like, so I've only been at the school for, this is my second full year there. Mm. <clears throat> and um, I feel like to an extent I'm in a rush because I only have my kids for ninth grade. Like I don't, my program doesn't extend past ninth grade. Damn, I got you. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like I have to cram every ounce of everything into that one year. When it's like, I know I'm going to see them when they're, you know, sophomores, juniors, seniors, and so on and so forth. But <clears throat> it does feel like, it feels like it's rushed, but then like, it also doesn't feel like it's rushed. <laughs> doesn't have to be right like it, yeah yeah it it's just for for you i can see that too because you do have a limited you have that one year that one solid year to try get 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 them to you know build that relationship with you um but then afterwards it's like you'll still see them around i, I think for in my position i feel like i'm in a unique position because whatever year they are they can always like come to the my to our space right um and then, but like even for teachers, I feel like they only get to see them for one whole year, and then they kind of move on. Um, which is, I'm, I'm never asked a kid, like I, I might, I might end up asking a kid eventually, like how is that different for you, like being an adult, maybe solid for one year, and then you don't really see them again, versus you know, at least with with us, it's like they don't see us every day. It's like maybe twice a week. Um, yeah. And, you know, what's that impact like? How do how do you perceive that? Uh, think it's different i don't think they see us as teachers um maybe they see you more of a teacher but definitely not me uh but yeah uh, any last things to add before we head to the next question no all right here we go with the second question of the one which is how would you like to be honored so if there was a way for me to express the energy you possess and like you know do some sort of act in your honor what could i do Honestly, just do what you already do. Hold mm. space for kids. Hold space for them to be vulnerable, to be themselves 110% authentically. And not only just hold space, but have it be a safe space where they can be nurtured, where they can be, you know, taken care of mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, if need be. I got you. Now we know. And I, th I hope everyone out there um, can do the same. Um, holding space is super important and under very underrated. <laughs> uh, Yo, it is. <laughs> uh, it's funny because, yeah, the training we had yesterday, same thing. We had where we sat in a circle. I remember I came in joking, like, oh, this feels like a support group. It was, like, it was all in a circle. We had one um, moderator or person who was running it. And then he just basically just posed a question. So, like was just trying to see who was gonna answer and then from those answers he just kept you know going with it like there was no structure it was really a circle in silence because like we had those awkward silences too like we would just wait and wait and wait until you know some somebody says something <laughs> and then we could say we did this for an hour and 15 minutes so it was like very like oh man like what's happening right now um but there was good conversation and i think people felt closer to each other because 
you know it was silence we all went through it together we did, like we hardly knew each other but we knew each other a lot more after that i want to see how that works with um just because like i think the space part is important but just them leading a discussion or them leading you know I, i'm sure there's a lot of groups on campus that do this uh i just haven't been able to like be a part of one or like see it happen um but yeah i'm you know if there's like one of my ideas was to like do a talk series similar hold a space and just be like we talking about drugs all right what are, what are your questions about drugs and then see what comes up from that i almost feel like i'm crossing a line that's why i haven't done it yet but i think these are important conversations to have right and like for students to kind of hear it direct from somebody from school versus maybe just a family relative or like out there in the world uh, yeah so <laughs> that's that's, that's actually kind of dope like i don't know that how would, to apply that. <laughs> no like that would be hella dope because you think about it like you know, I don't know if you were there last year when we had the, um, dang it, who were those people? Um, I think they were people from the district. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I remember those people, because it was a big deal. Everybody was like, <laughs> we gotta be on our P's and Q's and everything, like don't fuck up. <laughs> then, <laughs> don't, not a hair out of place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. <laughs> I don't know if you heard about that one kid that went up to them was like, hey, you really want to know the real deal about burn? Talk to me later on. I'm like, come on, dog. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> yeah. I did hear about this child and I yeah. was like. Come on, man. Come on. Man. I was like, bro, this, this, this. Okay. You, you going to do this with your whole heart and chest, huh? You go ahead. You do you. But, um, no. Uh, do you remember when they brought all the CBOs into the the little auditorium? I do remember that, yeah. So, he, during then, and I think it was also, there was another time too when we had a, it was like a CBO meeting, um, and we met in Savin's room. I was and it, it's funny to me because I feel like a lot of times like they ask us like oh how can we make this a better place for students and blah 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 and my response has literally been the same every single time um not that I have anything against the teachers that that work there or anything like that um but I think something that a lot of people don't think about and I know this is probably going to sound super like crazy but just follow me for a second. I got you. I got you. <laughs> so, I don't know about you, but I remember when I was in school, teachers used to try, like, it was always, like, the first week of school, and they'd be like, this isn't my classroom. This is our classroom. <laughs> you know? And they try yeah, to, yeah. like, this is our space, and it's a safe space. Yeah. And this, that, and the third. Don't get me wrong, like, that's cool, but if you're really going to be about that, then really be about that. And I think a lot of the things that are wrong with the school system and the reason why students have such a hard time coming to school and being in class and, and participating in a lot of these things is because from the second they step on campus, no matter how many times you tell them, this is your school, this is, you know, this is our community, it's a lie. You know, when you look at the setup of it, when you really look at like, the, when you take yourself out of it and you look at all the optics from both student perspective, from, you know, admin perspective, from every perspective. And the way I put it in both of those meetings was, the teacher tells you, this is our class. This isn't just my class, this is our class. But when a student shows up to go to school, Whose name is on the front door? Mm, I got you. My name's not on the front door. Yeah, yeah. That student's name isn't on the front door. No, that teacher's name is on the front door. Then you step into the classroom. Does the student do, do the students have any any opinion or any say in what goes up in the classroom as far as decoration goes? Like, I know that sounds super minute, but when you think about it, if you want it to be a space where students are going to feel welcome, where they're going to feel like they're part of it, where they're going to feel like this is actual community for them, then make it that. Then be about that. But, like, really be about it. Don't just say it. Be about it. Yeah. Because, like, <clears throat> when you go into my office, yes, 
you're gonna see everything that I love, right? You're gonna see my big old sarape tapestry that I have hanging behind me. You're gonna see my Latino inspired art. You're gonna see my favorite football team on the wall. <laughs> I hear you, I hear you. <laughs> you know, but that's because to me, that's my office space. That's my space where I get to step away from the students. Now, if you go into the room where I have my program, my students have brought things in that they want there. You know, they brought a speaker because they want to be able to listen to the music that they, or the, what do you call it? The playlist that they put together. Mm -hmm. One of my students brought in an oil diffuser because he just really likes oil diffusers and he wanted it to smell good. And he said that it relaxes him. That's dope. Yeah, that's dope. But it's a collective thing that we're piecing together collectively because that's not my space that's our space where I'm learning from them and they're learning from me you know I'm learning how to deal with other people I'm learning how to teach I'm learning how to coexist with these young individuals who have their own thought processes and their own you know, ideas and feelings and needs and wants. For sure. But it's our space. It's not. And on the front door, all it says is 136A. It doesn't say Miss Mia. It doesn't say, you know, this student, that student, the next student. It's a blank space that we can collectively sit in together and develop and create and and nurture into a space that we feel comfortable in, where we feel that it's our community. I got you. I got you. Uh, that's dope. I I do feel a little attacked. <laughs> <laughs> and o- only because, only because, you know, the space that I run and that's, that was all my vision. <laughs> no, no kids were a part of that planning. Um, but it's not because I didn't want them to be. It's just that I didn't, haven't built that uh, the rapport and those relationships for kids to feel empowered in that space to be like, yo, Jan, why don't you put up this poster or do that? Not just yet. And I'm hoping I get to that point with them. Um, but not for sure. That's that's definitely the vision I think uh, we should have in, in our roles, in our positions. You talked about that space, just saying 130, whatever forgot the, the the number but i definitely would like to bre- like rebrand it as the community space or something like that where kids know or like that's not just the room that's the community space um because for me like the way i approach what i'm trying to do is basically set up spaces where kids don't feel like it's school you know um because i mean we could talk about how schools look very institutionalized uh so got to bring some flavor got to bring that thing of like oh i don't have to leave school to to have fun there's already a spot here that that it could happen at um which you know I see, think, go ahead. and that's the thing like it, it's funny to me that you mentioned that it was just you who put together that space mm-hmm. because i for sure would have thought that students had say in that Mm, no, I'm just a big ass kid, man. <laughs> no good. <laughs> with with the way that they flock there and like they mm. all look forward to going there, like you would think that they did that. So I guess I wouldn't necessarily say that 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 statement or that comment pertains to you don't, because don't of the simple fact. No, no, no. I know, but I'm just saying because like there are certain people like yourself where it's like you took them into accountability you took their their likes their dislikes what attracts them what they're interested in like you took those things into consideration and it shows in the space trust me it shows (laughs) (laughs) but i'm i think i'm talking more so like teacher wise yeah yeah no no which again i understand like you know teachers have multiple students or multiple classes in a day but I guess one of the the way I'm looking at it is more so like yes your classroom should reflect who you are as an educator as an individual but it's okay to have inspiration from students it's okay to make them feel welcome the same way you did that with the space that you have I got you, you make them feel welcome you know 
I appreciate that. Uh, I think, you know, I don't want to judge any teacher or like say anything really about him because I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. I will say I want to believe all the teachers are there because we have we have that same feeling of alignment. I want to believe that. Um, I also think that there's that system that we talk about that's just been built, been there for years, and we don't know. We're not sure if we can change. Um, and I think there's teachers who like have been there for a long time, maybe haven't beaten by the system. You know, like they know after year after year trying to create change, trying to do something different. They can see that it's not bulging, and it's like, well, fuck it, like. If, if this isn't going to change, then I'm not going to change either. I'm not going to, like, you know, do the, especially at this point when the specific district we're in is really fucking around with them. So it's like, okay, I get it. And that's why I really stayed away from, like, relationship building with the teachers because I don't know how they feel. I don't know if they just think I'm putting yeah. more stuff on their plate or, like, you know, it's like, why do I have to do this extra thing right now, you know? So I get it. And that's why, teachers, if you're listening, that's the only reason why I haven't really chopped it up with y'all. Uh, but always welcome always invited and uh we'll see i don't know if you know this we have the hot ones thing coming up on thursday i don't know if you're down but uh i'm looking for staff to match up with the student and then they'll be interviewed as we eat spicy food so uh, i'm down let me know i'm i'm there you said it's on thursday if you're around if you're around thursday yeah pop out in the courtyard during lunch uh say less all right cool i'm glad because i felt like i was going to be the only person there (laughs) and like i had to eat hella spicy food with each student but But, um what i did want to touch base on real quick and i'm so glad that you brought it up is the simple fact that like you talked about how it's the system that the teachers are part of and i think it's crazy because even when like when you look at a new teacher like a teacher who's fresh out of school and like they finally get a job you see how eager they are to like change lives and like be there and like you know build that community and it sucks because that that lasts for like the first maybe five years if maybe maybe five years strong maybe and then their dreams get completely shit on and i mean and it sucks because it's like it is it's bigger than the teachers it is you know um i feel bad because i i do see a lot of the teachers and i i'm like damn like y'all are really trying but you're getting zero help and i think too that's like because even when i had brought that up about like the whole you know whose name is on the outside of the door um it's funny because even the teacher was like you're right she's like i just think that we've all come to an understanding that it's it is what it is and this is how it's gonna be yeah yeah and it sucks because it's like in a perfect world we'd be able to do all of these things you know um i think that some teachers are really really great at holding space i think that some teachers are really really great at being advocates for their students but i also think that there's some teachers who understandably and rightfully are just fucking exhausted like it is fucking exhausting to do this work because you literally put your whole heart, blood, sweat, and tears into it. And that's like literal. Yeah. <laughs> like I know people be like, oh, you know, it must be really hard to be a, a you know, a professional athlete. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I will tell you what's hard. <laughs> and it's, it's crazy when kids are like, so what do you do here? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, for real? That's <laughs> good. That one, I, I understand. <laughs> that one takes me out every time because I'm like, yeah, I'm just here for fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just here at this podium at lunchtime and like talking to you guys. <laughs> like, right? I'm, and I'm sure. I think he asked me that because that's all he saw me. He only saw me during lunch at the podium, but he genuinely had to ask me, like, you know, why are you, like, what do you do here? <laughs> I explained to him, like, all the admin stuff, and he instantly checked out, like, oh, that's boring. I'm not even thinking about it. Like, <laughs> He's like, oh, you got, like, a real job? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious, though. Um, just a heads up, we have about, like, 15-ish minutes left in this podcast, but no worries, no worries. Uh, 
I, I always enjoy good conversation. I hope you're having a good time. Um, and yeah, of course. <laughs> if anything, like we still got one more question in the warm up. If we can't get through the whole thing, we don't. We can skip the wheel until maybe a part two. If you're open up for it, like down the road, uh, no rush. I'm down. All right. <laughs> uh, let me give you the last question of the warm up then, which is on a scale from one to ten, how well do you know yourself? Ooh, <laughs> I want to say like a five point five because constant evolution. <laughs> I got you. Or at least I try to constantly evolve. <laughs> I feel you. Five point five is uh is usually typically my answer. Like five is where I, I like to you know stand. Um, so I get I get it I get it. Um, uh, but what would you say is your favorite part of your personality? Um. That's tough. I feel like I'm kind of funny sometimes. <laughs> I got you. Or at least I make myself laugh. <laughs> I, I I feel you. And I, you ever get that like um, when people notice that you laugh at your own jokes or like something like that? And it's just like <laughs> I never thought I'd do that, but someone did an impersonation of me, and it was just like basically I would say like, "Hi, I'm Jan." <laughs> Or like you know some shit like that and like oh yeah that's definitely him because he laughs after everything he says and i'm like i didn't even realize that but you're uh, like let me just how would how would you describe your sense of humor um witty sarcastic with a hint of asshole but also loving <laughs> okay I, I got that what what would you say show or movie that encapsulate that that humor Oh, um, I don't think there is a show that encapsulates that. Like, okay. I can't think of one off the top of my head. It's good. It's um, good. Yeah, I know. I, I watch yeah, a lot of no. TV and movies, so I'm always like trying to see. I get a better idea once you tell me what kind of show. I'm like, oh, okay, that's the kind of humor. But no worries. If you can't think of one, it's all good. I'm trying to think, like. Who, what show would that even be? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a recommend. I'll have some recommendations for you probably in the next couple of days or weeks or something. But oh, for sure. bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm a big TV watcher for sure. I used to think I watched a lot of movies, but I really just like character development. I love seeing characters from season one to season five. Maybe that's why I work with you, like, because I want to see that same change in them from <laughs> freshman to senior year. Who knows? Uh, but yeah. For sure. Uh, let me just clear everything off real quick. But um, since we have about 10-ish minutes, let's skip the wheel for now. And uh, let's jump into the closeout questions. But before we do that, there is a little exercise I would like you to participate in. Um, you have to close your eyes, though. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Like this, like that. <laughs> close eyes. Just the regular eyes closed. Uh, mm -hmm. But... I want you to think of your, think of being in the forest, uh, and then you know just you yourself walking along the trees, and then you get to a point where you just want to scream and yell, right? Uh, just to get something off your chest and feel better. Screaming is a really good thing, <laughs> but uh, the phrase I want you to fill out is "I am, I can, I will." So I am blank, I can blank, I will blank. What would you yell out in the forest? Ooh. Whenever you're ready, you could open your eyes and uh, let it rip. I, I think I got it. I think I got it. Go for it. Um... Mine would probably be, I am worthy. I can do all things I set my mind to, and I will make it work. Sure. Now, if you ever need a reminder, you got that little audio clip of yourself. Set that as like your <laughs> alarm, maybe. <laughs> uh, but nah, I got you. I got you. Uh, all right. Moving on to the closeout questions. First one is actually from my previous guest, 
So I want to shout out to DJ Asthmatic. Uh, was it DJ Asthmatic? Oh, I'm tripping. I had another page in my notebook. <laughs> uh, but shout out to Ricky. Ricky. Ricky's question for you is, what is the most fulfilling thing you do during your free time? What's the most what? Fulfilling thing you do during your free time. Cooking. Oh, word. You got a favorite. I love cooking. <laughs> favorite dish, favorite cuisine, or like, you know. Um, my favorite dish to make would probably be, ooh, that's tough. Um, I would say either tacos or chilaquiles. I don't think I've had chilaquiles before. How would you describe that dish? <laughs> um, so chilaquiles are like essentially tortilla chips. Okay. Um, and then you throw them into a pan. You put like a lot of salsa. Okay. And then you like mix it together. Um, the way I like, like everyone's preference is different. Uh, some people will eat it with a scrambled egg. Personally, I like an over easy egg on top Ooh. with some cotija cheese, some cilantro, some onion, and a little bit of extra salsa because I like my food, my food spicy. <laughs> but like you have, like there's like an art to it because you still want it to be like a little crunchy. You don't want it to be super soggy. Mm -hmm. Oh, but it is such a comfort food, and I just remember eating it when I was a kid and I remember watching my grandma make it for me and my nana make it for me and it is just oh damn I do love chips and I, I you know I love <laughs> salsa too and just thinking of you said you put those in the pan and do mm -hmm. you bake it or do you just kind of let it sit and do its thing or so normally the way I do it is like I'll make like a big batch of like salsa verde mm -hmm. And then whatever's left over, I'll just toss that into a pan and let that heat. And then I'll start throwing in the chips oh. and like just kind of reheating it type situation. <laughs> so the, the and then chips, you cook the egg off to the side. Do the chips get softer or crunchier like as it's cooking? So they actually get softer because they're absorbing a lot of the, um, the salsa mm. and like the yeah. moisture from the salsa. So it kind of like, again, that's why I say like, it's kind of like an art because like you don't want it to be super soggy, but like you still want it to have like a little bit of crunch. Damn, so there's a lot of timing. You got to get timing down. There's like the little details of how hot and <laughs> I mm -hmm. got you. <laughs> Is it a food that, you know, usually holds up well to for like a potluck or something? Because you know how like sometimes you make some, it's not as good once you like bring it somewhere. <laughs> um... I would say chilaquiles are, they're not necessarily something that hold up well, like that you would take to a potluck. Mm. But if you have guests over and you're making brunch the next day. I got you. Top tier. I was With just, a mimosa or like a michelada. Ooh, okay. I haven't had a michelada in a long time. Maybe Look, I need to change that. <laughs> that you do, Jan. <laughs> <laughs> I was asking because, you know, if we do some kind of potluck, I would have probably requested. Uh, was it chili? How, how did you Verde? say it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have asked you to, to prepare some for us, but maybe another time, another time. Um, you know, I might be able to do some tacos for y'all. We'll see. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> second to last question is, what would you like to ask the next guest that comes on the 34 questions? I also like answering this question too. So if you had one that you were like, oh, I want Jan to answer this. Yes. Go for it. <laughs> um, so, you know, since since I'm a food lover, um, I guess my question would be, what is the one food that takes you back to the most wholesome childhood memory you have? What is the one food that takes you back to childhood? Oh, wholesome, mm -hmm. wholesome, wholesome childhood. All right. So for me, I would say, like, my mom was always a cook. You know, she'd always, you know, do her thing. Um, very rare when my dad would. So, but I would say, like, me and my pops, we didn't have the closest relationship growing up. But I know whenever my mom was too busy or not at home to cook, He'd always cook me this one thing, which is basically a struggle meal, but it was a raw egg and some white rice, uh, like hot white rice. So it would kind of cook inside the rice and then like he'll put salt on it. 
Um, but yeah, it was hella simple, but I love that shit. I love eggs and I still do. So <laughs> uh, it's just that he would make that. And I think it's very wholesome because our time together wasn't always wholesome. <laughs> so, but that brings me back to the point where like, you know, I could always count on my dad to make that meal. Like he wouldn't let me starve and just, all right, let me whip this up real quick. Um, but yeah, so egg, a raw egg in white rice that's been cooked, like some salt. It was just a good good meal and it takes me back to some good times pops Ooh, i'm gonna have to try that one it's super simple super cheap and uh yeah you let me know if you like it because i don't know if that was just something my dad would make me <laughs> and just be like yeah eat this <laughs> but yeah uh for sure we'll see what the next person has to say about that uh and my last question for you mia you know the question that ties everything together 100 200 300 years from now your descendants are watching this video what would you like to tell them? Don't take no for an answer. Mm. Don't allow your, don't allow your shortcomings to be the thing that holds you back because one no doesn't mean that the next question won't have the response be yes. I got you. Any last things you'd like to add? We head out of here. No, that's it. <laughs> you have any uh, socials or anything you want to throw out there, like as far as your clothing brand goes, or anything um, people follow you, or you want to keep it private? It's good too. You can keep it private. <laughs> uh, I guess socials for clothing brand would be uh, it's her underscore by Mia Toledo. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Also, there will be a new Instagram going up for my uh, my entrepreneurship program very soon. Um, but that'll also be dropped in with my own clothing brand so that, you know, my kids have something to go back to. I got you. Is this like a, like your own LLC kind of thing or like, you know, where you, you doing your own entrepreneurship program? You talking about the IG or it's still like, um, you know, bigger company and you know, doing your thing within. No. Within so my goal is to actually like, hopefully at some point have that be its own thing. Like I would love to turn that into its own nonprofit because I feel like with entrepreneurship, especially the way that I teach it with teaching students about clothing brands, like there's so many avenues and different jobs that they could learn. And I feel like that could also be like an opportunity for re-entry for people who are trying to get back into society after, you know, doing whatever needed to be done. No, I got you. I think, you know, the, the more now that I'm older, I feel like one thing we never really talked about growing up, like as far as creating businesses or doing anything like that, is creating jobs for a lot of folks. Is uh, <laughs> that's probably what if you're not working in youth, if you can create jobs for folks, that's probably a next tier like alignment thing, right? For for myself, maybe for you as well. Uh, but yeah, right. It, it, it is that like you want to create opportunities and uh, lasting, you know, just foundational things that people lack and you know may not be seen as a person anymore for whatever reason like giving them another shot so shout out to all the orgs out there who focus on that and are doing it ethically because <laughs> that that's rare too um but for sure let's speak that into existence and you know i'm sure it'll happen you'll be hopefully you show this podcast at, at some point when it's already you know blooming and you could be like oh you see right there this is how it happens sometimes it takes time no matter how long it takes we know what we're striving for and what we're working towards and sometimes that that has to be enough you know so long as you promise to come and teach a podcast class i was gonna ask, i didn't want to say it but i was like if you need to, somebody to like you know set kids up as far as like podcasting and whatnot let me do that for you uh what's it called i haven't shown you yet and you haven't been in the space but i started i have this similar setup but it's in my office right now in, at Burton. And uh, yeah, I'm excited because kids that I like the way I pitch it to them is like, you want a podcast, Twitch stream or whatever? And they, they'd be kind of like on the fence. And I'd be like, you ain't got to do nothing. Like, you just got to go in this room and see the setup. And then they come in and see the setup. And then they start getting excited about it. And I'm like, sure. No, this is what I want. This is basically the goal. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> if you have any students who are willing to talk on camera do something like this send them send them through i'll show i'll show them the space and hopefully from there they, they get inspired to just like find their voice and for me that's the important thing is like i want students to feel comfortable talking because <laughs> i feel like that's not something 
happening right now well look all i can say is be prepared to have to do a presentation to my students at the end of this semester absolutely just let me know it's uh, i feel like we present every day <laughs> every day all the time <laughs> uh you know that we really do <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> you know the movie anything everywhere all at once kind of thing or every, every, everything anywhere right i like to oh, think it, <laughs> i like to think it's our jobs as anything and everything all the time because <laughs> that's what it is right <laughs> it's just not everywhere <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. but it's anything We're and everything reluctant. for sure <laughs> yeah exactly exactly we did um but thank you mia i'm sorry we have to like cut our conversation short but uh, are you good <laughs> i definitely appreciate your time uh you know stopping by i hope yeah this was fun for you and i hope you can look at the back at this video someday and just be like yo this was dope um, but yeah, I want to thank you and I want to thank the folks out there. If you are watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify or Apple podcasts, definitely appreciate your time as well. Remember to reach out, reach forward as always much love and we'll catch you guys next time on 34 questions. Peace. And it fades out from there. Um,